How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Mike Shope. We were having a very serious conversation about mayonnaise here. And the Bulldog. And don't even talk to me about weed. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Right. Sure, yes, of course. Welcome back to our show. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Always a pleasure. And really, just the, the, the greatest. Travis Yost with, with us on the West Her Hotline from TSN. Travis, so um, I guess I want to ask you how training is going first. I always want to catch up on your life. It's going great. It's It turns out that when the Bills lose in stunning fashion, it's like rocket fuel for your rest of your week opens up. And it's like, I don't have to listen to that ninth Bills podcast and go for another run. So, uh, yeah, just limit up on the training. Well, I guess that's good. That's a that's yep. a wrong making a right or something. Um, <laughs> and this is arcing towards Boston in April, right? Yeah, I'm doing Boston in April. I'm going to do. I think I'm doing a couple Ironmans in the second half of the year, um, some full distance ones. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm looking. I don't know, 240, 245. I think is doable for Boston. It's my. Right. It'll be my second trained marathon. My first, well, technically my third. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling real good. Very few bumps and bruises. I'm I'm in this very lucky stretch where. Uh, you know, I've been able to get up to 70, 80, 90 miles a week and uh, just, you know, been able to manage it for the most part. So nice. uh, I'm coming to camp in the best shape of my life, boys. Pounds of muscle and all that. What could go wrong? Since, <laughs> since I know you, I have to believe that, uh, you know. His agent said he was in the best shape of his life, but he hasn't scored in uh, three months. What's going on with you? Yeah. Right. I don't want to spend a lot of time here, Travis, but do you at all feel like you're piling on when you share your observations about the ineptitude of the league and certain aspects of the all-star festivities, because I sort of do like it. It's, it's, it feels like an easy mark. Um, but I feel like the league sort of continuously just sort of steps in it. And I think, you know, the, maybe there's no pleasing some of us, I, I guess I'd want I maybe want to say, but it just, man, there's just some stuff that goes on it, it, around these events that, are inexplicably poorly handled. I I think there's truth to that, and I I have to keep it front of mind, too, because I can be cynical by nature. And, like, even when I was watching the All-Star weekend over there, I I think what I first said was, like, hey, look, this is really hard to pull off. Like, your audience is kids. Like, it's really hard to make an entertaining product while making sure that the players are still engaged but also no one wants to exert any effort how do you like package this entire thing together and it's really really hard so i'm very sympathetic from like Mm -hmm. a business standpoint 
But the other side of that coin and why I think sometimes skepticism and cynicism yield results, I, there's, there's few things I've written about more at TSN since I started in 2014 than the playoff format sucks and all variations of the way of saying the playoff format sucks because it's like the NHL is trying to have their cake and eat it too with we want divisional play and we all we care about is divisions and geographical rivalries, which I am so – I, I'm so averse, and that, that is just not where sports leagues are going in 2023. But fine, you want this forced divisional format, but then you introduce two wild cards per conference, and it's like I, all they're doing is just creating inefficient seating on top of inefficient seating. The reason why I bring up the playoff format, though, is I've been writing – I'm positive I've been writing about this for seven years. Um, this was the first stretch, it felt like, where I really felt like uh, the commentary or opinion – including the players, for that matter, in and around heading into All-Star Weekend, was like, yeah, the, the playoff format's kind of lacking. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I take the point, uh, and, and I, you know, I, I try and keep in front of mind that I'm not perfect about it. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little overly critical. On the other hand, like, I look at this, and I'm like, this is something I've been jumping up and down about for seven years, and you're starting to see the NHL and players grease the wheels just mm-hmm. a little bit for – yeah, maybe there will be a couple tweaks and changes. I thought this weekend was illuminating because I thought it was the first time they actually opened the door to saying, yeah, we're probably going to change something here. And by the way, people probably won't like it. I probably won't like it. But they are at least listening. And I have to think Sidney Crosby, Crosby's comment um, about kind of rolling back to a true 1-8, mm-hmm. not the top three divisional winners get the top three seats. I think his comment and his sentiment carries a lot of weight, and I think you saw a lot of uh, I, I, a number of players kind of moving in lockstep and joining that comment. And to me, that I mean, that goes back to what we started writing about seven years ago, which is like this: this doesn't work the way yeah. the league thinks it does. Plus, we're staring down the Leafs and the Lightning again in the first round, and we've known that since like election day. Uh, so it's a lot, a lot of the drama. You know, but but to, to that point too, right? And then I get I get killed. Oh, it's Maple Leafs. You're pro Maple Leafs. I started writing about this when St. Louis and Chicago did it back to back in 2015 and 2016. We knew that matchup was happening months in advance, and I I get it. It may not have had the same uh, information. I mean, the explosion of information and the criticism and complaining from Leafs fans proper, and I get it. They're not as big a fan bases, but. Chicago and St. Louis were similarly situated. Minnesota was impacted last year the same way Toronto was. And it's like you're going for as long as you have a talent imbalance in any division, you are going to have problems seeding it in the current format. And I just – I have all the time in the world for how the NHL creates revenue and generates revenue. And I think fans, including myself, are a little too, uh, a little too blunt or a little too brazen from time to time in skirting – um, how how important it is to truly make money to make this vehicle work. But come playoff time, competition matters. The players care, the coaches care, the owners care, the league cares. You can't have a format where you're basically flipping a coin on seating. I mean, it can't work like that. Yeah, the Bulldogs question before we move on about, like, it just feels almost so redundant or, I don't know, whatever, just to be criticizing the league. We all have sort of the same instincts, I think, in this way. But what makes me want to never quit is the way Batman reacts to it, which is just like they've never had a problem yeah, in, any, in any area. They've never had a problem. We have secret polls that tell us that we love the digital boards and we love, I mean, just everything is always fine. And, I mean, the, <laughs> I would never get anywhere with him, but I would never want to stop trying. 
I will make uh, – I, I think Gary Bettman is utterly brilliant. Um, I, I mean that. I will also underline your comment with this. Um, he famously, infamously, uh, was the last bastion or one of the last bastions of, hey, fighting – and by the way, this is all because it was in lawsuit and on legal pleadings mm-hmm. – Fighting is actually valuable because it cools the temperature on the ice was a real comment that came out of his mouth years ago. And that was when everyone was like, eh, the stage fighting, it kind of doesn't make sense anymore. And by the way, it was in lockstep with Gary Bettman being one of the last. um, And I still don't think he's ever gotten there with, is there a link between head trauma and CTE? And, you know, this sort of stuff and research is well above our pay grade. But there is a pretty established consensus opinion here. And Gary is in the not not a minority opinion, an extreme minority opinion when it comes to you. Know, we're not sure if head trauma leads to CT, and I'm like, I, you know, that that stuff. It's made its rounds in the concussion litigation and the Derek Bugard lawsuit. You've seen it time and again, but it, to me, sometimes I think that's indicative of someone who's unwilling to compromise in maybe some instances in which he should. And I get it. There's a lawsuit, so there's there's claims, um, there's financial there's financials tied to it. But you see that same, I'm digging a trench on this matter with stuff that's immaterial and inconsequential. Right. Format. You know, you run the gamut of everything. So I do think it's a little, a little old hat. I, I've, I've said it, and I've said it for years. What the NHL really could benefit from would be some fresh new voices um, in upper management. You're seeing that with the NHL affiliates, but you're not seeing it at NHL proper yet. And I think it's a good yin and yang, right? You get you get the guys, uh, the guys and girls who've been in the industry for 20, 30, 40 years who know this stuff like the back of their hand. Tie them up with people who really do watch the NHL on a nightly basis. Like I should have, I should have maybe borrowed this 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 comment first. Like the whole, oh, actually, digital ads work perfectly. It's like, has anyone watched the game? I've never watched the game where a digital ad has worked perfectly. It's just constantly <laughs> blurring the TV. So to me, it's like that. that that's it's said in bad faith, right? And I think that's obvious. Right. Yeah. Just, just we can move on now. I mean, I, I raised the, 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 you know, taking pot shots at them for the all-star stuff. And you make a good point, Travis. I mean, it, it is a, it's a tough thing to pull off. Um, but as simple as designing jerseys that won't confuse your viewers, like the, the, the all-star game for folks who didn't watch, I'll just say this and then we can move on to talking about the Sabres, which should be fun. Um, the announcement, Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro, the, the broadcast opens on Saturday afternoon, and you've got McDonough telling us that the backs of the one jersey almost matches the front of the other, and they're having trouble in the building identifying who's who. And I'm like, look, I've got a huge TV, and the picture's crystal clear, but I'm not in the building. You're having trouble? I, just, my God, it, it's not that hard. <laughs> you know, like the other, <laughs> the other thing to that, and this is very chicken or the egg because that was such a sandwich, so to speak, that the league put on. Um, it's hard to know how much of the league, how much of it was induced by the league onto the broadcast partner, and how much did the broadcast partner pour gasoline onto the fire? Because <laughs> yeah. in, I know a lot of people were there, and some people were, you know, talking out of both sides of their mouth. They probably tell you, yeah, this is kind of a S show, but you know, we're having fun, and I get it. And it's you know, everyone's got different opinions, but. I, I thought the broadcast quality left quite a bit to be desired, but in the same breath, it's like, well, how jazzed up can you get people mm-hmm. to be about a game that is meaningless? And that's, that's the game. I mean, forget Friday. Friday night, the skills competition where you want your six- and seven-year-olds watching at 9 o'clock at night, um, I thought that was sorely, sorely lacking. 
Uh, I, I actually I do believe this. I think the NHL is going to re-envision a lot of what they do during All-Star Weekend. I thought it was that bad. Yeah. Um, and by the way, like this is where you experiment, right? Fell fast. Like, okay, it didn't work. It wasn't great. It, most people probably didn't enjoy it the way they have in the past. Okay, fine. This is inconsequential. Let's re-envision this next year. And let's try something else. Like, it doesn't have to be negative, but I think you you, yeah. you can't sit and look at All-Star Weekend and be like, wow, that was great. We had, we had great in Florida. And it was like, no, I don't think anyone's saying that. No one's saying yeah. that. I liked what they tried, you know, like the the golfing and the like, but the, the the broadcast of it, like like watching two thirds of the event and then leaving it to come back for the conclusion, like I'm at the Olympics or something. I mean, just you've got me, all right. Oh, okay, Nick Suzuki with a hockey stick shooting a hockey puck across a fairway. All right, I'm interested. Oh, look, the second shot, they're on the green. Oh, now let's go to something else. Like. What, you, what are we even right doing there. here? I'm going to stop you right there because it's not the Olympics until it's on a 12-hour tape delay, and you already know what happened <laughs> on Twitter 12 hours before. So I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Travis Yost with us here on WGR. Buy points for two spots. Washington, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Islanders, Florida. It's a six-point grouping there. You can go further if you want. Maybe you'll want to throw Ottawa in. I don't know. Um, how do you like the, the Sabres' chances? I really like it in large part because I don't think that the competition is that compelling. I think I think for, I think Florida still offers more, and I think Ottawa still offers more. But I think Ottawa has the. I mean, you're 50 games into the season, you don't have enough points banked. It's going to be a pretty big uphill climb. They do have the talent. I just don't think this is their. This is going to be their year. I think Florida can still dig out of that hole, um, the hole they put themselves in early in the year. I. I think Buffalo is as well-positioned as any of those five teams to qualify. The question I keep and, – and in large part because I believe in their lineup. Like, And I, I wrote something mm-hmm. similarly about Edmonton. But, like, breath matters a lot in hockey. Like, you can have a really dominant top line and still be an average team. You can have a really – you know, a very well-balanced team. But if you don't have the top-tier performance, you're both going to be on the treadmills of mediocrity, right? What I like about Buffalo this year is you're seeing breadth. You're seeing performance across the top nine. You're seeing two very, very capable pairings. And I think if you're asking, can Buffalo qualify for the postseason? One, the answer is yes. And they may actually, um, you know, 10, 10, 15 games from now, they may have flipped this to the point where they're actually in an advantage position relative to all four of these other teams. On the other hand, I still think the question, and I, I know I'm kind of, I've talked a little bit this blue in the face, but like, I still think your confidence in the goaltending group that they have right now, Lukanen's been okay. I think he stopped ninety percent on the year. Craig Anderson has way outperformed, but he's you know almost fifty years old. Eric Comrie has <laughs> been very you know very limited in his usage. I still think this is ultimately a goaltending question, and why I say that is because I do think Buffalo can get fifty to fifty-one percent of the goal share, expected goals, at even strength. I think the power play can hang in. So the question is, can your goaltending hang up just enough, especially relative to these other four teams? Uh, I don't know that to be the case. It's an obvious risk area for Buffalo. It's a position they neglected to some degree as they were coming through this transition. I don't know. I think an interesting question is, would they have acted differently in the offseason if they knew that the lineup was going to yield the same results that they did the last two months of last year? Because they have. Um, yeah, and maybe and maybe they get there with this group, right? Maybe maybe Lukanen carries him down the stretch, and 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 he is the guy long term. But I, I think that's the part where you're going to see fluidity. And I I think if you're saying, oh, where where do you get bearish with this team? It's still with the goaltending, it's, and it's not it's not boogeyman. I think a lot of it is you have confidence in the skaters now. It's 
just what are you going to yield from a goaltending contingent that's either very old or very immature to the position. Yeah, any any hopes they have are contingent on Tage Thompson not missing a lot of time, and we, we we don't really know. The timing of that injury last Wednesday, the last game they played, you know, here's the all-star break, and now they're on bye, so, like, they simply aren't around to answer questions about any kind of a timeline. The only reporting that there was on it was late in the week that said it was not believed to be serious or, or long-term. They also have one of the most I, – I think that's a incredibly good point because they also have one of the most – maybe the most um, quality of teammate reliant player in the league in Jeff Skinner. I mean, we look at <laughs> Jeff Skinner having another good year. And if you look at his entire career track record, and you you could pull all the calls that we've had when Skinner was exploding, when Skinner couldn't score a goal in 40 games, all things in between. If you look at his career production, even in Carolina predating that, when he was hot in Carolina, when he was ice cold in Carolina, it almost entirely ties back to who was he playing with on a line on a night-to-night basis. And that's not a criticism of Skinner. Skinner's a finisher. I don't think he's the playmaker he once was, um, even earlier in his career. But you start taking away players like Thompson out of the scope of Skinner, it starts to impact other players who are creating value like Skinner for the same. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So yes, obvious point is obvious. They have to stay healthy, but I think that's I think that's a pretty important distinction too. Because Skinner, yeah. I think Skinner's twenty and twenty three this year, having another great year, and he's an important piece in that top nine. We've talked about him, as you said, many times over the years. Been good and bad. Darlene, we've talked about almost every time too, Travis. And just a couple minutes here at the most, if you if you can, just uh, your observations on him. And I mean, he might not win the Norris Trophy, but 
you know, okay. <laughs> like, right. we're, we're looking at a guy who looks believable as someone who was drafted 101. Well, let me ask you. So, I the, remember, we, it wasn't it wasn't a year and a half ago where I, I thought Rashid Salim, and again, I, 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 I think I attribute some of it to the poor talent maybe around him, but mm-hmm. I thought he was playing a little bit slower than, than what we saw maybe from his rookie year. And on top of that, I think he was making more mistakes in the defensive zone. As the team has improved, oh, my goodness, have they been able to tap into his transition game, and he's playing so much quicker now than he ever has. And it's just constant one-and-dones in the defensive zone, getting his team up on the attack. I have been blown away. And I do think – I love the Norris comment because I do think I, – I think he's a very, very outside chance of the Norris. But look at his look at his pro production profile this year. Who does it remind you of? Maybe the maybe one of the two or three guys ahead of him in the Norris race, Carlson. thirty-two-year-old. Yeah, exactly, Eric Carlson. And right. when Rasmus Dahlin came and was selected by Buffalo, it was like, all right, the ceiling is Carlson. That seems insane. It, you know, he's a generational defenseman. Uh, and you know what? I don't. I don't think Rasmus Dahlin is going to kiss the ceiling of what Eric Carlson's ceiling was. But man, if he gets ninety-five percent of the way there, you're talking about one of the five best defenders in the league. I mean, that, that's where we're at right now. So. I don't think it's a slight in any way to say, hey, look, he's he's kind of chasing a couple here. But in the same breath, I look at his production profile, and it's like, man, the only player, the way he plays, the way he's producing, his scoring profile, they all look identical to Eric Carlson. And I think that is very exciting if you're a Sabres fan. Yes. Well, we talked already about the about the race, and Mike ticked off the teams. Um, and Washington and Pittsburgh are the teams in those spots currently. Like who's who's vulnerable? Who's most vulnerable there? Like if the Sabers were to were to make it, like who are they? Who are they displacing? Is is it the Capitals? I, I think it's the Capitals. I, I got to be honest. I don't think the Capitals have been very impressive this year. And like more to the point, Buffalo has. I think Buffalo is plus sixteen in goal differential over the course of this year. I mean, they are easily. If you did if you did a Pythag record based on goal differential, Buffalo is one of the sixteen best teams in the league. That's where they're at right now. So I I absolutely think they can catch Washington. I have learned I will I will literally literally never bet against Alex Ovechkin until he retires because he's he's Tom Brady on ice at this point and and he's going to catch Gretzky and that that story remains as incredible and as compelling as any. Uh, part of me, uh, but I, I think Pittsburgh's a, a, a slightly better team uh, than Washington and Washington is not only top heavy, very goaltender line now as well. I think they can chase and cut down Washington. Uh, and quite frankly, I think if you re-simulated the season, <laughs> the first 50-so games, um, the way Buffalo has played, they probably have a few more points in the bank. I think they've left a few points on the table relative to how they've played. So it's going to be a super, super fun race down the stretch. But, like, I believe Buffalo is one of the best eight teams in the Eastern Conference. I believe that. Maybe they're seven or eight at best. But mm-hmm. I believe they're in that top eight. And when is the last time us three have said that? Never. Never. Yeah, we, haven't, I don't think... we haven't known you. We haven't known you. To, we've no. never had a conversation Never. like this in February, Travis. I, I think it hasn't happened. Um, <laughs> Travis, so before you go, one Bill's question. Does how the season ended affect for you your feelings about their future? Mostly no, and only for one reason, which is this. By like week nine, at least for me, I was like, oh, boy, the offensive line is bad. It's bad, bad. And I, anyone who was watching Bill's games knew that the only time they were moving the ball was when Allen was miracle quarterbacking behind the scenes. And if not, I mean, how many times did we watch, even in games where they would win by six, eight, ten points, 
it constantly felt like the offensive line was under duress. And I think the reason that the game was awful and, you know, I, I think I think that was probably the worst possible version of that game in fairness to the Bills. Mm-hmm. But, like, on the other hand, like, the offensive line was a problem all year, and it showed up in the playoffs. And so after you get past that 24-hour window of, I'm a fan, I hate this, it sucks, which I think we all live through, like, by Tuesday, you're like, yeah, the offensive line needs serious work. And on top of that, the defensive line didn't show up either. And but at least you had an injury point there where you took the best play, you stripped the best player off the line and say, oh, yeah, go run it back with this group of players who couldn't get it done a year or two years ago. I, I, I had, though, from midseason on, real concerns about the offensive line. And I got to be honest, I was hedging, you know, sometimes profitably, sometimes not. But down the stretch, <laughs> I was betting against Buffalo pretty regularly against the spread. And I did, I did against Cincinnati, too. Because I, I thought the since I thought the offensive line was a major hole, and it's such a major hole in relativity to a team like Cincy or Kansas City, where yeah, they may have holes too, but not as big of a magnitude. Or, and I, I think that's going to be the core focus of the offseason this year. It has to be because I don't think they can let Allen go through another year like that. I know you were one of many who were like, "Why are the Bengals six point underdogs?" And me, I didn't all, get it. All, I, all, I really didn't get it. I took, them, I, I took, I teased them. I took a money line. I, I, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I think Cincinnati's the greatest team in the world. I'm like. All right, we are all watching this Bills game, right? Like, it's it's a lot of, like, cute plays and, like, wow, great individual efforts. But it wasn't, like, the machine that we, I think, had become accustomed to. And I, mm. I thought that line, I thought it was a bad line from the jump. I, all-knowing, responded to your tweet, you know what to do, right? I was saying all week, the line is so suspicious. That's true. But sometimes, you know, <laughs> anything can be right. Anything can be right. Okay, almost. Travis, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, take care, guys. Appreciate y'all. Travis Yost, TSN, on Twitter, at Travis Yost. Talking a little bills in the first hour. You know, always here for, so what's next year going to be like? 803-0550 is the number. Had a couple really good calls in the first hour, just feelings and questions about their future. Kansas City, Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. We'll do some of that, too, of course. And we've got Sal and Paul still to come. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. I think Josh and I won. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't count. Uh, his his handicap was crap, so I, I haven't looked. I think we were on 18. We might have been up there, but if if uh, if we finish second to Aaron, I consider us winning the trophy. Hmm. Keith Mitchell, Josh Allen's partner at the Pebble Beach Pro Am. <laughs> I I have an observation about the Pebble Beach Pro Am. I, I kind of like this. I don't know, but. So I didn't watch any of the hockey, you know, or football silliness this weekend. Not not a minute of it. The only sports I watched were the Pebble Beach Pro Am, this golf tournament, and it was it, I was excited enough about it when it was like it was maybe both days, but yesterday, um, I looked forward and it wasn't on for like another half an hour, and I was frustrated. Like I wanted to see, like, mm-hmm. but then then I thought about that because I don't have any bet or anything i don't care who wins mm-hmm. like just why and it's it's the the views of yeah, course it's beautiful yeah and so i was thinking like comparing it to the other things that i had no interest in what am i what is so great about this you the golf course is an important aesthetic but really i don't really need the golf if it had been the same coverage with an empty golf course I think I would have enjoyed it almost as much. Like I, I really, the golf had very little to do with my interest in it. I just, just give me the green 
golf course and all the undulations and everything. You and you know the need houses a where they've got a drone flying over a that's golf it. course like that, and you would just watch that. And the ocean, and I want to hear the waves. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It when it was too windy the one day was that that was Saturday. It was too windy, so on Saturday they put on like they always do. They put on last year's, and I loved it. It was the same. I watched last year's. I didn't know who won <laughs> last year, and like this is great because it was the same pictures. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm at at 51 years old. I really don't really need the sports, but I do like just the the feeling of golf, you know, with the the beauty of it all. <laughs> sure. As long as, you know, yeah. you have the ocean. Now they're going to go to Phoenix, and it'll be just crowds yelling, and I won't like that at all. Yeah, I much prefer a, the ocean sounds. It's a very to different the, scene, yeah. yeah. The crowd sounds, yes. Yeah. I love, I, I watched uh, almost start to finish today. Uh, to finish up because I did I did have a steak uh, although I I bailed I had rose and I I took a cash out and you know throw your stones if you need to I I I'm I'm not too proud to admit that I felt burned by not taking the rom cash out last weekend and he imploded on uh, on the final day so rose was in really great shape but there were three guys two strokes behind as they began the he was playing almost the well, the entire back nine i think he had a wedge shot on 10 to start his uh his his day today rose did uh but I, I i bailed out and then i offset and threw a little on one of the other guys and that didn't work out obviously cuz rose won but um still i don't know i got a lot i got a lot of hockey bets out of it so i'm i'm satisfied okay i'm not throwing stones it's your money i hate the cash out I hate it. It's just, you know. I do, too. I don't I, like doing it. And I don't know. If they didn't have it, I would have won twice the twi- – it was almost exactly half of yeah. what of what I would have won. Yeah. Um, and I – it was the same – like the, the thing they wrapped up yesterday and the buyout was there all night. This morning I wake up. There it is. It's still the same. It's sitting there. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then it's like 5 to 11. And I'm just like, you know what? It's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. It's, it's enough of a win. I'm going to, it's, it's, you know. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing you. It's entirely your decision, of, of course. But I do kind of want to say why I hate it. And I've probably said it before, so you can just tell me not to. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's such a bad deal. You know, like betting is yeah. already a bad a bad deal. Like you know that the odds are the the vig is such like you are you're playing a losing game. You know, maybe you'll win. People win, uh, but like it's already sort of strike one, and then the cash out thing. Like you're fine. It's when you're finally doing well enough to have mm-hmm. a look at a good payout, and they just you know the odds have to be. I don't know. Like that's that's my hang up with it is. Yeah. It's all I, it's all sure. just money. It's all recreational. It's I know you well enough to know that I'm not not worried about you. Right. It's just that if it is then it should be like let's just let's just let it ride. Yeah. But, you know. It was very tempting, but you know, and, and of course like, you know, I justified by saying like that's, you know, what I won today taking the cash out uh is know, it's like 20 hockey bets, you know, like that that that's good. You know, the well, downside you, is you, that it would have been it would have been fifty hockey bets if I, had, if I hadn't taken the cash out. I mean, that would have been that would have been good. Well, you been also better. bet you also bet another guy to hedge. Yeah, and you probably bet other guys before the tournament, or no? You just no, bet no. Justin I Rose? just had I just had Rose. Yeah, one bet, and it was on him. Yes, before it started. Before it started. That's plus that's 3, awesome. Two hundred. That's awesome. Yeah. How did well, you pick Justin Rose? He had more I don't than four know. Years. The, the, his odds were long, and I thought like. 
I don't like this guy, so maybe he'll have a good weekend, and it'll, it'll, you know, I, I'm just going to get out. I don't know hmm. what my logic was. It was mostly the number. Do you like him now, or maybe not because you bailed out? So eh. you, then you end up rooting against him. At, nothing really that. changed. Uh, no, Why no, don't no, you nothing, like Justin Rose? Nothing really changed. I, I don't know. What is it about him? I'm not his sure. being English. Maybe. Yeah. You don't like maybe. him because he's English. Yeah, his teeth. No, I, I don't. I. I he's I been. I don't know. He's had a great career. Yes. Yeah. Fine. Was he ever one of the long putter guys? I might be confusing him I with someone else. I don't know, but I don't remember him for it. Maybe you're thinking yeah. of Adam Scott? Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. I have, I'm going to have to say now, I'm going to tell this story. I hope it's true. I would just have to say up front. I just hope, I hope this is true. But here's how, how I remember it. I was watching uh, uh, an interview with Johnny Miller a long time ago, like maybe Faraday Show or something, and Johnny Miller was sitting with him and talking about, so he won... Johnny Miller was like a top, what, was he number one? I don't know, but he was like a top few player in the world in the 70s and then maybe early 80s, but then he sort of lost it. And so that that's his like area of the world, right? This Monterey and, and mm-hmm. Pebble. So um, maybe like 93 or so, he is in the lead at this tournament, at, like out of nowhere, right? I just maybe he's an exempt he's exempt because he's won it or whatever it was like he was not contending anymore mm-hmm. and he was in the lead on this is one of my favorite golf stories on Sunday at Pebble in this tournament and he said that he felt his putting starting to go which I think is maybe like how his career started to get away from him was the yips and he couldn't you know he just couldn't putt anymore and he felt it on like 13, 12 or 13 on the final round. He felt it like, uh-oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I've lost it. So the rest of the round, the way I remember this story, it's a long time ago, I hope it's right. What I think he said was the rest of the round, he never looked at the ball when he putted. Wow. And he won. <laughs> like he would just look at the hole. Uh-huh. You know, he'd, line, he'd line up. Right. You right. know, And then he'd look at the hole and putt. But he, he wasn't won. concentrating on looking at the ball as he was striking the ball. Yeah, he that's just interesting. And I, I hope that's right. Like I, <laughs> I wasn't expecting we'd have this conversation right now. But thinking about this tournament, isn't that awesome? Yes, do you think it you is. could do that? Like, just is it, is it so hard to maybe not to putt like that? Just I don't know. I, I do. I think a lot of people do. Like you know, visualize. I, I don't think I've ever not looked at the ball. When I, I probably don't look at the ball long enough <laughs> all the time, whether I'm in the tee box or on the green. Um, you know, keep your head down. I do have these moments where you know you're, you're you're like looking at it, and it's it's not always the same. I try I I try to achieve that. Maybe if I played more regularly or practiced or really dug in, it would happen. I'd be able to just sort of recall it, but. There are times when I'm looking at my ball on a green, and I I just it, it's almost like I'm 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 a transformer or something. Like I can I can see the path. It, it's almost like there's like I just see it. And I, all right, yeah, all right, I visual, yeah. And you know I don't always make those putts, but other times I look at it and I'm like I have no idea what to do here. <laughs> but so, sometimes it just really clicks in, um, and that is looking at the hole and trying to envision the path. You know, all, all you know, reading the green is what I'm describing. I guess it's not that interesting. Uh, so I'm sorry, I'm just babbling. But sometimes I feel like locked in in that way. 
When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, I'm the Terminator. Like, I just, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is easy. Maybe and other just, times, just no clue. Maybe it's like seeing his hands or something, you know, through the ball. <laughs> just, well, you know, if that story's true or if it isn't, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. It's a good story. Yeah. Sal, <laughs> Sal coming up at 5. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, with updates on a couple of AFC West quarterbacks today. This is WGR. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, Sal Capaccio in 15 minutes. We are not on Radio Row. We are on Radio No this week. <laughs> Radio Nope. Radio Nope. Did, didn't make Radio that trip. Nope. Have many fond memories of it. You know, some in some ways it was really like just the the extent to which things are laid on thick that week. Uh-huh. You know, just like everybody, I don't know, is it like just a singles bar with everyone in the world in it? Yeah. You're just competing with everyone for everybody, and then you have the people who really want to be on your show, and you're like, uh. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, we, I talked a little bit about this on Friday. Uh, I'm not sure how it came up, but I don't think it really matters now why it came up, but it did. And, and yeah, I said it's all the people you want to talk to don't want to talk to you, and all the people you don't want to talk to want to talk to you. And like that, that's a dilemma. Uh, you know, I, I told my Warren Sapp story, you know, yes. <laughs> approaching Warren Sapp and just suddenly there's security everywhere surrounding him. Like, okay. Good thing he was well protected. Yes, we're not getting to Warren Sapp today. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's everything that I think you might consider to be kind of obnoxious and even gross about sports. On full tilt, like it's just, it's just blasting at you if you're in that in that machine. I remember I've I've never felt more like I was a part of a machine than I have when I've been sitting at Radio Row with you. It's it's a special person, and we've known a few of these people who don't mind, like it's shameless. Like they just don't mind asking. We we had a woman in Jacksonville who we hired to do that, and she got us like everybody. You yep. know, she that was her job, and she was there for it. And, you know, we worked with with Doug a long time ago. I remember sitting in San Diego talking to Chuck Knoll. Like, right. I'm old. And I, 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 on the phone, but still. But it's that one I think about the most. This is Bucks Raiders. And really, like, the first year, the, I went to the Patriots-Rams one, but I was, the Bills were never any help because we were never the flagship station. So you sort of had to, like, 
work around them and just, I don't know what, we were just like, that first year in New Orleans, I was kind of by myself, way over here, upstairs, it was not Radio Row. So it's the second year in San Diego, when you, I, we're like really in it, and you see, you recognize people walking in front of you, like, you know, I imagine these guys sometimes are like, do I really want to go in there? Mm-hmm. And then you see people, John Elway, in San Diego, John Elway entered the room in this convention center and like you could just almost feel the wind from people getting up <laughs> from their tables to go ask John Elway if he had 10 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that, I don't know. I, I did not want to be one of those guys, you no, know? No, that's a tough, yes, that's, we we both have the same struggle with that, I think. And you, you have to do that. If you're, you know, it, it's nice if you have someone helping, like you're, you're referencing. Uh, but I remember doing a lot of that ourselves, and you know, it, it whatever. It's just part. It's part. It's part of the gig. You're gonna go there to do that. You're gonna have to do that. You're gonna go there to do your show. You, you you're just, you're gonna fall into that. You know, uh, that the, there was. I don't know if it was set up like you're, you're saying um, by someone helping us or what. But I remember one, one day, we were there taping a bunch of stuff in the morning for later that afternoon and it was player like player after player after player yep. like maybe three four five of them in a row all like five to seven minutes each and i still i i thought about this on friday couldn't think of the guy's name but there was a browns defensive back i remember the team now because i eventually i did click back in but sitting there talking to him i forgot who he was while yep. we were talking to him mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting there, and you're, you, you know, you just asked him something. He's responding, and I'm like, the clock is ticking. Like, I, I'm going to have to ask him something, and I, I'm not sure who this is. I forgot who it is. I yeah. just, I, I'm not sure who I'm talking to right now. Oh my God, what am I going to do? And I, I just I, Browns popped into my head, and I got, I got through it, and I was right. It was the he, he did play for the Browns, but I, just, I was so embarrassed. Like I had no idea who I, I just, you know, I just was told this man's name 45 seconds ago, and I already forgot. It moves fast. Oh, what, remember talking to Will Smith, the Saints, the late Will Smith, the Saints player. Yes. Yes. That was a moment I remember with embarrassment because before we were starting to record, um, we started talking about it must have been Leinert and Vince Young. It must have been that draft. Maybe. Could that be too long ago? Maybe it was whatever it was, I think it was Vince Young where I said something for whatever reason, not in the interview, about just like I don't think the guy'll play in the league or something like that. Mm. And he's like, Why not? <laughs> he was just sort of he sort of challenged me on that, like Will yeah. Smith. Like, why not? And I just did not have a good explanation for why not, and I just was really, really small in that moment. Mm. Sal Capaccio coming up next. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.